Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast at First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome again to our weekly podcast and videocast of What's Going On here at First United Methodist Church. My name is Corey. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm along with uh, Pastor Katie, who's our senior pastor here. And well, we just wanted to come again this week and touch base with our weekly podcast and videocast here at First UMC. Um, I do want to just touch briefly on worship plans because that's the number one question we get asked is, what's going on with worship? Are we meeting inside or outside or what's going on? Uh, we will be meeting again outside this week and, of course, online at firstumcyankton.org. So you can join us either in person in the parking lot Bring your umbrellas and your lawn chairs. I saw a lot of umbrellas last week, so great job with that. Um, again, you can bring those pop-up tents, too. Um, we're going to have to get a pop-up tent for Katie this week because uh, we kind of had a little snafu with the uh, iPad, and we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show how hot it can get in our parking lot and why we actually care that you have an umbrella or have a sun hat or something because uh, with the sun bouncing off that cement, um, you know, my iPad thought it was too hot. So. Yeah. I'm sure it feels hot for all of you as well. Yeah, it got warm really quick because uh, when we were setting up at about 8 o'clock, it was perfect out there. I know. I was like, maybe we should move worship ahead of because there's more shade and it's cooler. Uh, but that means everyone has to get up a little bit earlier. But maybe give us some feedback because uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world to no, try to do something no. like that. And I, our team could definitely adjust a little bit we might have to go to bed a little earlier on saturday <laughs> nights uh just to get here on time to do that but uh yeah give us some feedback if maybe earlier would work especially as we get into the dog days of july and august yeah. uh, where it could be pretty hot out there but um, i do just want to uh, uh give katie just a second because this was your official welcome party this week and and uh, I thought it was pretty good. We had a lot of people here for that. Yeah, I was honestly super overwhelmed by the kindness and generosity of the church and of the people and the pound party. Um, I just, my my husband and I and my boys were just so grateful for the warm welcome. And I also want to say thanks to those who watched our podcast last week and especially those who alerted me to the coconut ice cream at Dairy Dock. I definitely went and had a coconut vanilla twist cone dipped in chocolate and it was awesome. Uh, and then also for those who are, have been, uh, being very kind and compassionate and encouraging about potty training because uh, I think I have a plan now. So we'll see. We're going to make it happen. Perfect. See, yeah. look at this. So we, <laughs> we got you set up with coconut vanilla ice cream and potty training tips, which I mean, that's, that's worth its weight in gold alone. It is. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I've been kind of pushing off. And so I'm, excited is not the right word but i'm determined determined okay okay <laughs> awesome so yeah thank you everybody for um for all of your your support and it's been it's a great first two weeks here um and i know we have a lot of great things planned is uh we started working on august already which is exciting yeah. and i think you guys are really going to like uh, what's planned for august as we um, move forward here with the ministry at First United Methodist Church. Uh, but really what we want to do with what's going on is talk about the previous week uh, sermon a little bit too, because I know a lot of you uh, 
keep notes. I, I watch you, and I'm, I'm hoping you're out there keeping notes, especially when you're at home. That's an easy way to keep notes because, yeah. you know, you don't have to think, man, uh, those people across the aisle from me are looking at me crazy because <laughs> I'm writing stuff down, and yeah. they might think I'm making my grocery list, but really I'm taking <laughs> sermon notes. So um, we just kind of want to discuss a little bit about the sermon from the week, and, of course, we had the iPad snafu <laughs> this week. So we do want to touch on a little bit of what, uh, probably got missed in there this week with that, but um, but Katie, you did a great job of just going off the cuff and and for being a manuscript preacher, I thought you did pretty good. I, I'm a memorizer, so I was like, she's right on. She's doing it the way I would I would have done it there. I know. I was like, man, Corey's gonna be like, well, now you can just do it this way every week. Um, yes, I am a manuscript preacher and luckily, you know, I read through my sermons on Sunday morning before I preach them. And so it was still pretty fresh in my mind. I knew where I was going with things. Part of the reason I manuscript is I am someone who thinks in writing. And so I'm much more clear if I actually write it out and I can see kind of where I'm going and making sure that I'm, uh, kind of having that connective tissue through, through the sermons. And so Part of the reason I do that is just from it's my own process. But, you know, I, I have had those <laughs> those occasions where things don't go the way you think they're going to go. Um, and luckily, you know, God's spirit is always moving and that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we've always said if it was relying on us to do it on our own. Yeah, it would be pretty. It would be pretty poor most weeks. I can right. guarantee that. Right. right. You know, you have to kind of just trust that whatever you have to offer, um, God can use. And so, you know, that's in that moment of. And my iPad's never done that to me before, so it was kind of a new thing of like, oh, didn't know this was even a potential problem. So, um, in that moment, it was just like, okay. You know, I had in my mind how it was going to go. You know, from reading it, and I just did what I could remember and threw in some things that weren't in the manuscript and you know it's it's fun but it's it's nerve-wracking for me to do it that way absolutely absolutely (laughs) well I'm I'm just going to kind of go a little off script there and and since we kind of talked about you know what the different type of preachers are that some are manuscript preachers some are bullet point preachers some just memorize um, but really kind of what goes into your sermon writing process I think that's something that uh, as a church member a lot of times we don't understand like what goes into the process for a pastor to write a Sunday sermon. So you just want to kind of just give us a brief overview, if it's possible to do it (laughs) briefly, because um, I think it's just something great that that people, if they kind of understand sometimes the process that the preacher goes through, they they may understand things a little more on Sunday morning. Maybe how I got to where I was going. Yeah. You know, and I think, like you said, there are different types of preachers and there are different types of sermons, and depending on kind of, who you are and how, what, where your comfort zone is, you know, for me, there's a specific style of sermon that just clicked with me. Uh, and it's called Puritan plain style, which probably nobody cares about. But for me, I always like to start with the scripture. And so when I am looking ahead at worship planning, the first thing I do is to look, you know, am I doing a sermon series? And so is there scripture there that I'm looking at? Or is it lectionary? And if it's lectionary that I'm reading through them and looking for what what is sparking ideas in me? What is connecting with me? Um, especially in relation to where where I believe the church is and what do they need to be hearing. And that's not really, that makes it sound like it's my agenda, but I'm trying to let the spirit lead in that way. And and the way that I have found that it works for me is reading through 
and you know some of them will just kind of fall flat where other weeks you know other times when those passages come up then that's the one that really like yeah this is it this is what I want to do um and so that's part of it and so then once I have the scripture I read through it and again I'm kind of looking for what are what is the angle or what is the direction? Because every scripture passage has like a thousand sermons that could be right. preached from it, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like depending on the context and what where people are and what's going on. Um, and so it's always like where, where, um, what is, what is the nugget that, that we need to come away with? Um, and so then from there, it's, you know, going back and researching scripture, reading through commentaries, reading through kind of, um, just to know more about it. I like, I'm someone who kind of takes that scripture and likes to unpack it because you have to understand it in its context before we can apply it. <coughs> and then, and then it's just kind of filling that out and looking at what, what is it that I want people to walk away with knowing and what do I want them to walk away doing? Um, and those are kind of what drives for me, what drives the sermon. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's the big thing in there. You hit it at the end was what do you want them to know? Mm -hmm. And then how can we apply it? Right. Um, I mean, so many times we run into, uh, people that, that can recite scripture. They, they have it memorized, but they don't know how to apply it or they don't apply it. And actually when we look at the, the sermon this week, you know, that was actually in there when you listen to what Jesus talked about with, with the parable of the sower, which this week was out of Matthew chapter 13, uh, 1 through 9, 18 through 23. So if you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to the sermon yet, I invite you to uh, read those, those uh, passages and then uh, click and listen to the sermon. Um, but kind of give us what was the nugget for this week? If somebody uh, didn't write it down yet or, or where, where was the nugget for them this week and what, was, what, what were you hoping they took away to apply in their living, not just this week, but of course going forward? I think for me, what really came out strongly was um, we, don't, we can all have hearts that have good soil, but we have we have work to do. So you, you are not destined to be someone with rocky soil in your heart. You're, you're not destined to be someone who has a hard heart. Um, we all can have good soil. And so that was, for me, what came out this week was, what then what does that look like to move toward having good soil? And what what is that work that needs to be done? Kind of the, the companion scripture that I never talked about, but was kind of always in my mind this week was, and again, why don't I know my references? I, I'll work on it. Uh, but there is scripture that says you need to work out your own salvation. And, and I think that's part of it is salvation is a gift from God, but we also have our own response to it. And how are we going to respond to, and how are we going to make things not so hard. Uh, and so to me, that was, that was a big piece of it. And then the other thing that kind of right away latched on for me was that song, yeah. um, which again is about, you know, Lord, let my heart be good soil, which is, uh, maybe it isn't always good soil, but I want it to be. Right. And so for me, you know, there's a lot of angles that you can take with this passage, but for whatever reason, that was the one that really resonated with me that um, there's things that we can be doing to be receptive to God. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the good soil, as we kind of visited a little bit this morning, the good soil, um, you, it, 
we kind of lost the good soil on Sunday <laughs> because that's where that's kind of about the time that we lost the iPad. And so we were able to talk about the thorny soil, the rocky soil, the hard soil, um, you know, the the stuff that just doesn't get planted deep. But we didn't really get to touch much on the good soil. <laughs> yeah. and, and you referenced the good soil song, which was magnificent. Um, yeah. I, have to, I have to admit that was the first time I had heard it was when Monty uh, rehearsed it on on Sunday morning, and I actually think I know all the words to it after just hearing it one time, right? Because it's so good, and it just it hit so well into the scripture. It was just a wonderful reference. So, yeah. you want to touch base a little bit on the the good soil that we have, and and <laughs> what can be the good soil? Yeah, that was when I walked away on Sunday. I was like, I didn't talk about that, <laughs> which you know, I think I got kind of really because for me. Uh, you know, so often in particular, the thorny soil tends to be where a lot of us are, where we kind of pack our lives a little too busy. But there are people and we and there are where we have good soil, even thorny soil is good soil. It's just soil that's been planted with too many things. But, you know, what does it look like? Because even in scripture, it talks about that good soil has a different like bounty right like some it produces a hundred times and 60 times and 30 times and why is that you know if it's good soil it's good soil well i think it's the same you know when we're gardening or whatever where you have to like put things into that soil to help it continue to create a good bounty for your crop and i think that was the piece that i didn't get to it was in my manuscript (laughs) was not in the sermon the sun and and i think honestly it's it's our spiritual disciplines is what creates that good soil the more that we uh, have that discipline of coming into god's presence of um having that prayer life of of knowing knowing god through scripture and and knowing god through worship that that's what kind of infuses our soil with the things that help us to bear good fruit that's you know the nutrients i think if you will and it's yeah, it's not like the most exciting answer, but it it really goes back to what are our daily disciplines. I mean, that's our heritage as Methodists was, you know, kind of having those disciplines of of faith and of this is this is the things that we need to do in order to stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And I I don't know a lot about farming. I'm not a I'm not a <laughs> farmer by any means and um actually I played this game called Farming Simulator for a while, so I did learn a little bit about farming <laughs> by playing that game. It was super super addictive. <laughs> I actually was able to talk to some of our farmers about different equipment. And I I can tell you what different things are in the fields now. But what I what I kind of learned in that game was, yeah, you can have good soil and we can plant, you know, we can plant the seed in that soil. And and it's still going to grow something. But if you added the nutrients, if you put the different fertilizers and all that stuff in it, now all of a sudden you're getting the much larger crop. And I think about as... uh, as Christians, as we, we kind of start our spiritual faith journey, we, we kind of just plant that soil and we just think that it's magically going to happen. And we get away from those disciplines like you talked about. And and then we, we look down the road and we see someone else who's having much greater bounties than us. And we're like, oh, why aren't we getting that? And, right. and we're not growing. You know, we get stuck. Right. And what we see in other people is their fruit. We don't really see kind of that work that they put into it ahead of time yeah. and behind the scenes that creates that. Um, and the other thing I you know, again, and I made, I hopefully I made that really clear in the sermon that I, this is not an area of expertise for me either. Um, but I do know enough to know that like, depending on the crop that you want or what, you know, that 
that's how you prepare the soil. And so some of it is really listening to God for what is God wanting to plan in your life? And then to be able to tailor your disciplines to really support that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so much of it is really having to, again, let God be the sower, let God be the gardener and really direct your life and, and, you know, what should go in it and then how to support that with our spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of a question that, that I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, cause we're going to, going to jump back to the thorny soil, the rocky soil a little bit, but what do you think is the most common, um, not good soil? <laughs> I don't know if that's really the way to say it, but what's, what's the rough soil in the church? Like when you think about, you know, just the life and ministry of the average church in the United States, where where do you think most of us are struggling at? What what kind of soil do you think we're sitting on? You know, and I, I think I said it before, but that thorny soil to me really resonated because uh, we we just want to put so much into our lives that you know, and we don't want to miss out on anything. And I think our our culture, you know, where we see everyone doing everything else, and it looks so much fun, and why can't I do that? So we just get we we pack our lives full of stuff, and then it just takes up any room that really God wants to use. And I, and I see that a lot where people are afraid to commit to things because, well, I might want to do this other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, they've committed to so many things that they can't, the church is kind of way down on the list. So I think that's, that's a big piece of it is we kind of have this fear of missing out. Um, but I think the other one is there's a lot of people who are hurt and carrying a lot of hurt and scars from the church. Um, and, you know, I would say that's the rocky soil, that those things that really are um, maybe just under the surface or maybe they're right on the surface. But there's a lot of pain that people have that kind of prevent them from uh, trusting the church, trusting God. Um, you know, maybe they felt betrayed or, uh, you know, a lot of times I see if someone loses someone they love and they had kind of prayed like, God, if I'll be good, if you just, and then it doesn't happen. And then it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, you know, God didn't live up to that bargain. Um, And so there's a lot of kind of, I think, I I see both of those happening quite a bit. Right. Where there's, there's some real emotional um, rock (laughs) in the way, but then also there's just so much stuff and people, Um, have a hard time either committing to one thing and really making that a priority or they've committed to other things and made those priorities and the church isn't one of them. Yeah. And and really not the church, but God, because uh, ultimately that's, we exist to point to God. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I I just think about that, you know, and when maybe COVID could be one of those things that maybe slows people down and they realize that, man, I guess I'm not missing out on a whole lot if I'm not doing these things. And, um, you know, we did a while back, um, we did ask people to kind of send us in, you know, where they've seen God in COVID. And a lot of them said they had actually been able to spend more time, you know, reading their Bibles, praying, you know, and so I'm hoping that maybe that will help weed out some of that that thorns and and get some of that out of here for folks. And then when we do, you know, get back to whatever normal will look like that they, they now have weeded out some of those thorns in their lives. Yeah. There was a, 
something going around on social media that was like when we return to normal like let's be let's be careful about what we want to include in that we have an opportunity to change what that is and what are the things that we really want back in our lives and what are the things that this is a great opportunity to just let it go yeah um and that can be a really hard thing but that is the silver lining of all of this is that you know everything got cut off and so let's only put back into our life the things that really matter um, and we can reshape our lives that way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a big point of that. Um, I just want to touch real quick on, on the last one. We didn't really talk about um, the soil that's kind of maybe that new believer. You know, and we've, we've all kind of seen them. It usually happens this time of year because it's usually church camp time of oh, year. Yeah. You know, and I know. And that's sad because we weren't yeah. able to have camps this year. And I know camps are near and dear. Uh, to your heart as you yeah. had worked at camp for many years and you probably saw lots of kids that right. had those mountaintop experience and they were excited for it. And then the world kind of came back and hit them in about mid-August when school started and they kind of fell away a little right. bit. Um, what would you say to maybe someone who who has used this COVID time and, and they're like excited about the word again and they're excited about God, but then uh, that allure of everything else coming back into their life, it could snatch that away. Uh, how, how do we, how do we fight that? How do we, uh, strengthen ourselves to, to not be that just top layer Christian, so to speak? Right. You know, um, you know, I talked about it. It's like the most heartbreaking, right? As, as someone who's investing in lives of others, because you see the excitement and you're like, yes, you're getting it. And then you see like a month later and like, what happened? Um, I think the biggest thing is community, actually. So, you know, when they're at camp, everyone around them is in that same boat and talking about and experiencing the same things. And it's uh, Reverend Paul Lint, who is now the uh, camp director at Wesley Acres in North mm-hmm. Dakota, our camp up there. I heard him speak at camp many years ago, and I loved, and I think it, to me it, it, it illustrates this well. But when we have a campfire, you put all the logs together and the fire, and it and the fire is roaring when all the logs are together. But if you take a log off and move it to the side, it'll it'll burn for a little while, but eventually it's going to go out, even if the rest of the fire is going. Because when you separate someone from that community and that accountability of faith, um, it's a lot harder to maintain faith on your own. And I think so often we see that in our camping kids, which is why we are always looking for ways to strengthen what did you experience at camp and to make sure those kids are plugged into a community. But I think that's the hardest thing right now for us with COVID is that a lot of, you know, that kindling is happening on our own, but how do you sustain it? Mm -hmm. It, We need to, and I think that's part of what we have to do, um, you know, looking forward as the church is how do we create intentional community so that you're not alone so that, uh, that you can invest in the faith of others and others invest in your faith. Um, one of the images that I have of the church is that of when the man who couldn't walk, uh, his friends yeah. carried him and lowered him through the yep. roof. To me, that's church. Absolutely. There are times where we are the person on the mat that, that need to be carried by our friends and, and our faith is kind of kept alive by the people close to us. And there are times where we are the person carrying someone else. Um, and so to me, it's it's community that really takes it from that initial experience of faith and into a life of faith. Um, And that's, and that's the thing I think that's been so hard is people have been missing their community and to try to find ways to do it and to do it safely is 
I think the challenge before all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if anybody has any wonderful <laughs> ideas on, on how we can, uh, can continue to create that community while in a still in a safe format uh, via online or or how small groups or however that would be you know be sure to share that with us because we don't we don't have all the answers um, contrary to popular belief um, we don't uh, we don't have all the answers so that would be a great a great thing there yeah no one's an expert in pandemic yeah <laughs> I. And even after it's all said and done, we're still not going to be experts in it because yeah. we'll have missed a whole lot in it. Yeah. Um, so really, like I said, last week we ran for an hour and that was not <laughs> our intention. Our intention was not to run for an hour. Part of that was because, um, you know, we we're getting to know you a little bit. And, and, and I like to talk. And so. yeah, that's OK. <laughs> but really, our intention is to run about, you know, 25, 30 minutes and just kind of give you something to uh, listen to maybe on your your walk or on your uh, your time of exercise or mowing the lawn or just uh, throw on Alexa and listen to while you're cleaning the house. Or weeding I've, after the sermon. There you go. <laughs> Last night I told Jason, I'm like, we need to weed this front flower bed and then get it cleared out because I was feeling very strangely convicted by my own sermon in quite a literal way. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I don't know about you, but, but many times I feel like when I'm preaching the sermon, especially like when I'm like rehearsing it and practicing it myself, I feel like I'm preaching to myself because it's a lot of what I need to hear mm. more so than sometimes what uh, I think other people need to hear. Well, Martin Luther did say we preach best what we need to learn most. Yeah. And yeah. So, so that's probably why you had to go out and weed the other day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any, uh, any, you know, closing thoughts, anything that maybe we missed on Sunday that, that we want to kind of touch base on as we looked at this parable of the good sower or, or a homework assignment maybe for uh, the folks? Because I guess we, d we didn't give them homework this week. Well, it, it wasn't like specific homework. I think the big thing is, is that self-reflection of what kind of soil – Am, am I cultivating right now? And what kind of work needs to be done? Do I need to be facing some of these kind of big rocks that are in the way? And, and honestly, a lot of that comes from you, you might need help doing some of this work, uh, you know, especially the hard hearted, you know, like just being honest with yourself and, and owning whatever it is that you have and then doing the work to move forward. Um, God, God is not limited by the soil. You remember God sows that seed everywhere and God can make seed sprout up anywhere. But why, why not try to be as receptive as we can be? Yeah, absolutely. So, so good week for self-reflection and, and really think about that. And if you do need help with some of that stuff, don't be afraid to reach out to, to one of us, or of course your community of friends. If you're not uh, connected with uh, some folks here in the church, you know, you can definitely contact us and we'd be happy to, to help uh, facilitate and get some people together into small yeah. groups. We, we want to see small groups form, but we also know that they're best formed when they're done organically. Um, when we try to like pick and choose, you guys all had that happen in school where they like <laughs> assigned you to groups together. Um, assigned groups always seem to be okay for a while. They're kind of like that, that seed on <laughs> on really uh, light soil that yeah. it, it's it's okay for a bit and then it just kind of fizzles away. Whereas uh, those organic groups where you kind of just it happens uh, seem to be the most fruitful ones. So again, reach out to each other, take care of each other, be in prayer for each other. Um, 
any specific prayer needs that we have here at the church that uh, folks can be praying for this week. Um, Let us keep uh, Helen Zenick's family uh, in our prayers. We have her service coming in a couple of days. And so, um, you know, and continue to remember Ted Mickelson's family. Um, It's it's a tough time to have someone you love pass away because the, the normal routes for how we honor and celebrate a person's life just looks a little bit different right now. So, yeah, it can definitely add to the grieving process. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a big part of it for folks, too. So, yeah, just continue to be in prayer for those folks. Um, continue to be in prayer for our team as we continue to look at what uh, fall planning will look like. Um, we touched base a little bit on that um, this morning as we kind of talked before we get online today. And uh, we just, we don't know what it's going to look like yet, but our team is getting ready to plan so that we can get people connected. Uh, we don't want it just to be Sunday morning where you turn on the TV and you watch online or you show up in the parking lot. Uh, we want you to be connected seven days a week. So, Yep, and we're, we're working right now on trying to kind of get some guidelines and some policies in place to help us know how we're making decisions and when we're making decisions. And so, you know, we had to kind of take a few steps back and really let's lay the, the proper foundation to do some of this stuff. So it just means it takes a little bit longer, but hopefully in the long run it's going to lessen the stress of our leadership um, because we'll all be on the same page for what we're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap it up today. I do have just one last uh, plug that I would like to get in, and that's if you're interested in helping with our tech team, um, please get with me. This is part of what we do with tech, uh, whether it's uh, podcast, video cast, Sunday morning worship, uh, as we continue to move through different ways of, of communicating online is a big part. So if you're interested in joining our tech team, uh, that's audio, video, um, any of those kind of things, uh, get with me and I'd be happy to help you get set up with it. But that's going to wrap it up today. Katie, would you wrap us up in, uh, in prayer today before yes, we head out? let's do it. Thank you. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks uh, for this time together, this opportunity to continue to connect and to go deeper into your word and to learn more about who you are and what you've done for us and what our response uh, should be. So God, help us to be honest with ourselves as we examine the soil of our hearts and help us to uh, take stock of where we are and where you want us to be, what it is that you are trying to plant in us and so that we can bear kingdom fruit uh, for the transformation of the world. God, we give you thanks for your goodness, for your grace that knows no bounds and help us to live in response to it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, have a great week, and we will see you on Sunday. See you. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode of What's Going On. We look forward to seeing you in worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. in our parking lot or online at firstumcyankton.org. Have a great week. We'll see you soon.